All right, welcome back to the Lindrop Hockey Podcast. We are in partnership with the Black and Gold Hockey Production Studio. You're here today with co-host, father and son duo, Andrew and Jim Lindroff. Dad, how you doing today? Doing great, Andrew. We have a guest. We're going back over across the pond um, to uh, the UK. So give us the intro. Yeah, so we're here with Luca Sheldon. So quick intro on Luca. Luca is a young 20-year-old kid up on the rise, goaltender. He's been playing for the England U18, U20 teams. Um, since 2017 uh, area up until 2020. And then since 2020, 2021, he's been in the NIHL one and two leagues in the past two seasons has been um, on the roster as Nottingham Panthers backup goalie. And even um, if, if I'm not correct, Luca can correct me later, but even had a, a playoff appearance as well. So he's just now getting his feet wet with his career. And uh, we're excited always to have goaltenders on here and asking goalie questions and stuff. So, Without further ado, Lucas Sheldon, thanks for joining us today, man. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Good. Luca, why don't you go ahead and start um, where you grew up and how you got interested in hockey, and in particular being a goalie? Uh, yes. Yeah, so I live about 40, 45 minutes away from Nottingham, a little place called Mansfield, probably where most people know it as. Um, and my local team was actually not far away from that, it was called Sutton. Um, so when I, I first started, oh, I think I was about 11 or 12, I think I was when I started, and I actually started as a player, scored in my first ever game, actually. So um, that, was, that was pretty good. I know. So that was that was good. Um, and then one season, I think it was my second season at the beginning, we didn't, our goalie was like going on holiday or something like that. So the coach simply just, he asked me if I wanted to give it a try for the first few games because we basically had no other option. And I just found I was, I was a little bit better in there than I was playing out. So it kind of just stuck. Awesome. So you had started playing for the England U16, U15 teams before you got to the U18 teams with the Sutton Stings and then the Solihull Barons. I, I doubt I'm saying that correctly, but talk about your time in Sutton and uh, just before you went over to the Nottingham area. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's, you know, it's it's a bit different, I'm sure, than anything you've ever seen. Um, actually, at the actual Sutton Ice Rink, you can only play there up until I think it's under 15s, at which point it's actually it's, uh, considered too small. So it's a really, really small rink. So at that point, you have to start playing in Sheffield, at our Sheffield. Um, so yeah, I mean, up until about under 15s is when I moved across to Nottingham, uh, when I was going to have to, I basically came to a choice. I was either going to have to go to Sheffield every day or I was going to go to Nottingham every day and Nottingham was just a bit easier sort of to get to. Um, so yeah, but other than that, it was, it was a good club. It's more, uh, you know, there's a lot of locals there. So it was very close and it was very good, good, enjoyed my time there. So, Luca, how did you turn into uh, being uh, hockey as your passion as compared to, say, football, soccer for our North American listeners? Um, so I actually started playing football or soccer, whichever one you want to call it. Um, I think a bit younger when I was about three or four. And I got I played that until probably around 11 or 12. And then I just wasn't enjoying it anymore. So I ended up leaving, stopping playing that. And then my dad had always been a lifelong uh, Nottingham Panthers fan ever since he was a kid. Um, so he really wanted me to start playing ice hockey. So that's kind of how I made that uh, transition. And how does one go about here in North America? 
we're blessed where you have actually, you know, goalie camps and, uh, you know, some teams, even in the junior leagues have uh, goalie tending coaches. Um, what type of training do you have over there if you're a, a teenager and you seriously want to become a pro goaltender? Um, I mean, there's definitely a lot less options, obviously, than you guys are probably used to. But there are, there are um, a variety that, you know, there are camps put on throughout the year. Um, it, can, it can really depends on it depends on our time. That's a big thing over here. So there's not really sort of a set uh, time period where you see more of them. It's just whenever uh, a goalie coach can get ice time. So, we, you know, you go to them. Um, some clubs will have... Uh, not maybe not a goalie coach, but a coach that used to be a goalie. So obviously here he can then do some one-on-one stuff with you and sort of help you that way. But it's not until you probably get to around about the um, this NIHL level, not all teams, but probably the National League Elite League, that's when you start to look at getting the more individual constant training. Do you ever miss not being a goalie? Has, it, has this now been a newfound love? Like, you know what? I found my position. I, I love it. And I know you said you felt like you were a bit better at it than being on the ice, but do you miss uh, not being a goalie at all? Um, I mean, I wouldn't say I miss it. I do enjoy so like end of the seasons or sometimes do a kit swap and go and play out or train out or whatever. Um. But no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say I miss it. I say I'd say I enjoy. I still enjoy playing out, but I much prefer just being a goalie. Yeah, I think it was my position. Everyone says I'm a bit mental, so it's probably the right one for me. Definitely. So, what is it like to um, you're on? You know, any team over there? Talk a little bit about competition. I know um, at the NIHL, um, it's. You do have some imports, but definitely when you get into the uh, elite league, you're dealing with a lot of imports. What's the competition like over there? Um, obviously, from I, I guess compared to some, I've still got quite sort of limited experience in it. But from my experience, it is it is quite uh, it's quite a tough tough one, you know, sort of break into because, like you said, maybe not as much at my level because it doesn't matter if you're a Brit or not. But when it gets to sort of, like you said, that elite league level, um, it is difficult because when you when you take on a Brit, especially a young British goalie, you're taking a very big risk because obviously, like they might not have, have seen too much from me. They don't know how I'm going to sort of perform at that level. So using a Brit slot um, as a goalie, or in my case, it would have been a backup goalie anyway, it is sometimes considered a bit of a risk. So it is quite difficult, but I guess I was just quite... Quite looking, quite thankful that I was able to have the opportunity this season. We'll talk a little bit about that opportunity. Um, well, yeah, so they sort of so they reached out to me uh, last summer, and I can say it was around about June time-ish. And basically, my coach got in touch with me and he said, um, "There's nothing confirmed yet, but this is, you know, this is something that they're looking at doing." So the coach at the time he wanted to sort of switch it up a little bit, and he wanted to have two import netminders. You wanted to sign to import netminders, and usually, what the what uh, teams will do is they'll get a main starting import netminder, and they'll get maybe like a British backup, because then that'll free up an import slot, because you're only allowed a certain amount to dress at any one time. So he wanted to have two import goalies, so he could have the option of obviously you've got two you know solid goalies they can share it or whatever, and then have me and I don't know if you know, but they'll get it with Matty Blow. I'm sure you've probably heard about him as well. We. Yeah. 
they wanted us to go and sort of train with them week in, week out. And we're there on the bench at games. So they have a free extra input slot. And obviously we get that experience at the same time. And what is the big difference between the elite league and the league you, you normally play at? Is there a big difference? If so, what would it be? And, and talking from a goalie perspective. Um, I mean, the difference has definitely gotten with the introduction of, so about, I think when I first started playing for the senior team I play for now, we were in the league directly below the Panthers. Um, so, and then about, I'd say three, four-ish years ago, I could be wrong. Um, they added another league in between the two of us because there was, you know, because in my league, there was a big deal with that. There were some teams that were just running away with it all the time. And those rest of us that were kind of battling for them bottom positions. So I think they decided to make it a more competitive, you know, league structure. They made another one called the National League, which is one above me. Um, and then it's the Panthers. So the, the, the gap's gotten bigger. Um, but I'd say definitely the main thing is, is it's got really shot power and the accuracy on them. It's just a whole different ball game. And so you've been in Nottingham since 2017. You played for the Cougars, uh, of which the England under-18 team, and then the Nottingham Leopards under-20 team. But you are now Nottingham Lions for the NIHL. Is this pretty much, and I know we've asked this before, but just so the North American listeners understand the structure and how teams work over there, are the were the U eighteen U twenty teams were you picked up from Nottingham Panthers and was this kind of like development program kind of how it's like in North America with the draft or was that only when you got it to the NIHL because those are all connected right because don't they pull from those teams Yeah 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 so so do you mean sort of so I guess in America if you're going from the under sixteen to the under eighteen team I guess is that kind of so over here with that you just kind of um, progress straight into it so do you mean like do them teams have to pick us up or? Correct. Like, is it related to Nottingham Panthers? Like, would they pick you like other guys up or scouting them from the Cougars and Leopards when you're on there? Or was it just kind of like separate from them? You just happen to be in Nottingham. Um, I mean, it's definitely when I, when I first joined Nottingham, there wasn't as much to do with the Panthers as there is now. That's kind of coming over the last, um, especially since they hired uh, Omar as the CEO, he definitely has made more of a push for you know getting some of his juniors through and getting us practicing as well. Um, I guess for me it was kind of just. I mean, I'm not really sure because when I, I first had a game about, I think just before COVID was when I first started training with them. They asked me to go training back then. Now, that was kind of at the start as when they were trying to build them bridges between the juniors and the Panthers. So I guess it was kind of a case of they wanted to sort of make that connection with us and, you know, set up that progression from the under-18s to the Lions to the Panthers. They kind of want to get that in place now. So it was probably kind of like a bit of right place at the right time, um, considering it was me that was in the net when they started making that foundation, I would, I would say. So, Luca, talk to us a little bit about your game. So if you had some strengths, what would it be as a netminder? Would it be the side-to-side? -side? Is it eye-hand coordination, quick glove? Oh, it's always a difficult one because you don't want to sound too, uh, too stuck up. But I, have, I, I do get told that um, my glove hand's pretty good. I'd say glove hand's definitely a strength of mine. I feel like I'm pretty good at, you know, spotting the puck, picking it out. Um, and I guess my movement speed 
uh, I can't say exactly how a goalie coach described before because I don't think I'm allowed to swear when here, but he said I jump about a bit like a drunk ninja is what I've been <laughs> told by a, a coach before. So I'd say glove hand and movement. And um, with today's hockey so fast and we've watched uh, quite a bit of the elite league and um, it's very comparable to the, uh, I would say the East coast and the American league here in North America. And you're seeing faster skaters, harder shots. But one of the main things is the shooting, you know, they'll go a top corner uh, over your shoulder and they can pick those spots like, you know, shooting a, a gun. It's just right there. The shot accuracy is so good. And then you have a shot from the defense and a lot of redeflections from a forward standing in front of you. How do you go about what goes through your mind, if you could even describe it for us? What is a goalie going through in his mind to prepare for all of that? Because it happens in a split second. Oh, that's a good question, actually. Um, I'd say, I guess there's this kind of, there's one thing sort of you can say that's kind of, you know, you can, I could say that, you know, this person's skating down at this angle. So I guess as they're skating in, you're kind of looking at, you know, sort of where the stick's position. You're trying to sort of work out in your head, okay, quickly, what angles has he got? If, you know, if I, let's say they take it a bit wider, I'm like, okay, if I go into my RVH here, have, you know, has he got that shot over my shoulder from that angle? And then you're kind of trying to adjust yourself. But I, if I'm honest with you, from, I'd say, when they release the puck, it's kind of a reaction at that point. You can do as, as much training as you want and you can sort of sit there with a with goal coach and say, right, if he shoots this, I'm going to do this, this and this. It is a lot of it to do with reactions in, in the moment. Do you do much video work? Like, do you have a, a, a video coach that strings together some things and things that you would need to work on? Uh, do you have that ability or no? Um, we do. Uh, not in my league with the lions we've the games aren't always recorded we've got sort of a recording set up at our ring because we live stream the live stream the game so there's not really anyone that i can sit with and go through it but i do sort of sit um sit and watch through it like with my dad my dad you know we go through and sort of say because obviously it's always different when you look at it from the stands or from a camera as opposed to being there you can you, you see the different things you can see actually I was a lot further off my post than I, I thought I was, for example. It's just things like that. So there's not a specific coach, but there is the, the facility to do it there. So I don't know if you get to follow too much of the elite league. We follow the elite league. Um, if you do, um, who do you think is in the top maybe three goaltenders of last season? Top three goal. Um and actually, I'm not trying to answer that being bad because obviously I want to say, you know, Dubs and Jonesy that I worked with. Um, I'd say, from what I saw, I'd say movement-wise and moving, you know, sort of reading the game and just the way he moves about is has got to be Dubs. I've, you know, I guess I saw him pretty much every week, daily in, in practice, working on different things. And it's just the way you, the way he could move and keep himself in position and sort of recover. It, it's honestly unlike anything I've ever seen. It was crazy. Um, I think the Belfast goalie, the uh, Beskawani, he, you know, we, he, we played him in the playoffs in our first game, and he's just, he's just an animal. <laughs> There's no other way of putting it. The way you know, he's just so big in the way he covers the net. So I'd probably say Dubs, Besko, 
And oof. I think the Glasgow goalie, John Muse, I think when he, I can't remember if he came in mid-season or he was there from the beginning, but from the games I saw of him, he was a big difference maker for their team. You know, Belfast just signed a two-year deal with their their goalie, which I think is a smart move. I mean, they've been a, a great team for some time now. And uh, what do you think about that? Sort of the coach uh, is putting the whole team right on the goalie, which is what you want to do. The goalie is the foundation of the team. But what do you think of that signing? Well, I mean, when you've you know when you've got a, a number one goalie, especially because you know they've got that brick back up in. In Wiss as well, Jackson Wiss obviously plays for Team GB. He's also he he could argue maybe for a starting position somewhere. He's you know he's a good goalie as well. So with that tandem, I think it just it just makes perfect sense. You know he stood in his head countless games, won them probably countless games. I guess if they had, if you had the option to lock him up, it's a no brainer. Yeah. So nobody knows goalies better than goalies themselves. So without this question sounding too generic, Luca. What is the hardest part about trying to be a professional goalie? Now, is it, could it be anything from everything's kind of on you? You're, you're not on like on a board line, relying on other teammates. I know you're relying on your whole team to play well, but is it all the damn pads you put on? Is it the amount of weight you lose in the game? What's just something people wouldn't even know that person you, you're like, yeah, this part kind of sucks. Or, you know, most people couldn't do this. Like, what, what's the hardest part about being a goalie? Oh, um, the hardest part. I think it's crazy that, well, who was it, Bob Roski for the Panthers, I think it was the other day. I mean, somebody lost like 15, 20 pounds in one game. I mean, that's that's insane to me. It's just something like that. Oh. I guess I guess the biggest, I think it's probably one that most people think of, but honestly, it's the only one I can, is how much I'd say you blame yourself sometimes you know if it, i don't know for me personally if a goal goal go if a goal goes in sorry i'm well sat there thinking oh i could have done this uh, i could have done that you know and you kind of you have that them sort of little moments where you think oh everyone's looking at me every now everyone thinks that's my fault so i guess the most annoying bit is having them little moments time to snap myself back out of it you know and get back to focusing on the game yeah and goalies have i think the best concentration out of any player on the team. At least that's what it looks like when you're watching a game. And talking about confidence, we've had on uh, a bunch of netminders from various leagues, and we always ask them this question, and we're surprised that, well, now we're not surprised at the response, but the question is, when we're watching a game and a goalie gets maybe four or five goals scored against them, it's the second period, and the you know the announcers say oh well the coach has got to pull the goalie because the goalie's lost his confidence but when we've asked goaltenders did you lose your confidence if you're got four or five goals and it's a second period and the coach pulls you and their response is usually no it our confidence is our confidence it stays that way and most of the time we don't want to leave the game but that's just the coach's choice so do you get rattled if you get that many goals scored against you as a goaltender, or is your confidence still solid? Do you know what? I think that that kind of depends. I'd say I'm quite critical on my own, on my own performance sometimes, so I'll know if I'm you know if I'm having a bad game, I'll you know I'll tell myself that was a really bad game. So I think if I'm getting peppered 
with goals, but I'm still sort of, you know, if let's say they've put, they've put four or five past me, but I've still made 20, 30 saves. I've had games like that, you know, where I've had like 30 or 40 shots in the first period alone, stuff like that. So, you know, if that happens and then the score's four or five nil, you can sort of, you, you have that confidence within yourself to be like, right, I'm still having a good game. Um, but, you know, if, I guess sometimes if they've shot four and you've let four in, you're always, you're always going to have a little bit of you thinking, right, you know, I'm feeling, I'm feeling a bit out of it. I should have had them. Again, I guess it all depends on, you can go one or two ways then. You can either say, right, that's behind me. I'm going to come out and prove it. You know, the coach might figure to pull in me. I need to give him a reason not to. Or you can let it sort of eat you alive. It really depends on, So it really does depend on the day, I'd say as well at the same time. And um, I don't want you to name any Daves. I don't want to get you in trouble with any teammates or former teammates. But you also run the risk, too, where a lot of these goals are not your fault. And it's really the defensemen not doing their job. Do you have to, as a, uh, a, a netminder, sort of say to the team, like, hey, guys, are you going to help me out when you're in, in between periods in the locker room? Or does someone usually stand up and say, hey, we've got to help, you know, Sheldon out here, guys. We're leaving him. You know, we're not helping him at all. Does that ever happen? Oh yeah, there's definitely been a few times. Um, I'd say, I'd say with the with the Lions, we know we've had a, a struggling struggling few years. You know, since I first came onto the scene with them, you know, they've lost a lot of sort of this. I don't know. The, I don't know the ins and outs. I'm not sort of part of the business end of it, obviously. But I think they lost some sort of sponsors, and now sort of in the league we're in, we we all pay to play for them still. So we don't get paid, but there are other teams in the league that are sort of, you know, they don't have to pay or, you know, they're paying the players. So because obviously we then can't entice them better players because they think, why would we pay to play there when we can get for free or get paid elsewhere? So we're all kind of in a similar situation where we're playing because we love the sport. You know, we're not getting paid for it. We want to play and we want to get better. So everyone's kind of aware of that. So, there's, you know, there's sort of, there's no egos everyone no one's sort of you know it can never be my fault so everyone's really sort of like you know they'll stand up for me you know they'll stand up for each other so luckily i've not had to sort of have a go at people too many times but there has certainly been once or twice rightly or wrongly i have shouted at someone yeah now you mentioned team gb uh and of course if, uh, everybody knows by now um in their pool this year they got the gold medal and team gb has been strong strong and strong um have you been following the team and what do you think yeah yeah um i you know i was watching the games whenever i could or at least watching the tweets so i sort of saw it all as it happened um i just think i just think they're an it's just an incredible team you know to think back when i started Pinocchio, you know if you just said I can't remember what pool we're in, but we're playing sort of the lower teams. If someone had said then, you know, in five, six years' time, whatever, you're going to be playing against Canada or USA or, you know, your country is. As GB, it's just mental to think that they've even, you know, to, to get there in the first place, but then to come back down and now to get back up there again the following year. I just think it's just incredible. Yeah, and is it... Um... I don't want to jinx anything, but is it kind of a dream for you to get on a team like that and get some international experience? Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't think there'd be much um, of a better feeling besides maybe getting, you know, my first elite league start, for example. But yeah, even getting selected for the team, going to a camp, obviously it's a touch wood. It's a, it's a dream. 
Yeah. So let's uh, finish up by talking a little bit about, uh, again, for our listeners, uh, let's remind them uh, you're only 20 years old. So just starting out here in a, in a, uh, your career, what are some of the goals uh, short term and long term that you would like to happen for yourself? And what is the um, sort of how are you getting ready for camps that will be coming here at the end of the summer? Um, I would say short term for the summer is to try and get as much ice time as possible. Uh, obviously, it's not it's not as easy to come by over here, especially not to be able to get you know get a kit on and get a practice session in. Yeah. So try and get as much ice time as I can over the summer. Keep myself you know as as warm and sort of still connected to it as I can do. Uh, Long term, obviously, hopefully secure something. You know something in whether it's in the elite league whether it's in the national league whether it's just getting ice time with the lions still you know just sort of getting whatever it is in position and lastly do you have any this is just for fun um you know we hear stories that goalies are weird and strange you don't sound weird and strange but who knows (laughs) do you have any weird superstitions or rituals before you get ready for a game weird um I'd say the only thing I can think of is I have to, I've got a certain way that I put my, put my kit on. Um, so I sort of do it one at a time. So example, I'll go like right skate, uh, right knee pad, right pad, and then left, left, left. You know what I mean? One leg at a time. That's kind of, the, and it has to be done right first, then left. Otherwise it throws me off a little bit. Other than that, uh, I think I'd, I'd like to think I'm pretty normal, you know, but who knows what people say. <laughs> yeah, we'll have we'd have to talk to some teammates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so oh, Luca, just, like that. one more thing on my end, Luca. What what are the plans moving forward? Do you have a deal in place with either the Nottingham Panthers, Lions? What what's kind of uh, going to go on next season? Do you know yet? Um, I think it's still a bit up in the air at the moment. I mean, I'm still sort of in contact um, with them. But obviously, they're doing their own things. You know. Omar and everyone, they've got a lot of uh, work to this off-season. Um, so have the Lions. So it's kind of a bit, it's slightly up in the air at the moment, but, you know, I've got help, so we'll have to just wait and see. Well, Luca, we can't thank you uh, enough for being on here, and I know we've been trying to work this out, and I'm glad that we did. It's taken us a, a few weeks, but uh, it's been a pleasure to know you. And um, remember that, uh, you know, when you do get that start, and and if you are starting to be a regular, say in the EIHL and so forth, we'd love to have you come back in a, maybe next season or so. Yeah, no worries. Thank you for me. I'd definitely be up for that. Obviously, touch wood. Let's hope it gets to that point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> best, best of luck to you. We'll we'll say goodbye off air, but officially, we thank you very much. <laughs>